0: Am, if you'll pop that down, we'll uh, see what's going on here with John, Kathy, and Paul. Y'all uh, want to wrap it up? I know John's usually got some place to be right now. I do. I do.
1: Say is, yeah, we'll,
0: yeah, go ahead. Uh, one, one thing I just want to say is... Yeah, go ahead.
1: One thing I just want to say is... I don't know what's going on, but i'm but I'm hearing a little fuzz coming from you, and it's completely distorting what you're saying. back off your microphone a little bit. It might be overdriving. All
2: right, um, good I know way.
1: I know that it's I know that it's not on my end, and I can remote into your computer later and just double check everything and make sure it's it's working. Yeah, it's right. probably
0: it's probably me being too close to the microphone. It's an old habit.
1: yeah, well, so I, that's the. That's the best way to keep the background noise down, right?
0: I guess. Uh, So, uh, John, Kathy, you got anything? And uh, we'll transition, I guess.
3: No. Uh, Okay. uh,
0: Okay. Well, listen.
3: uh, We'll be announcing soon. So uh, that'll be exciting. They're just growing and growing.
0: Okay. Good company, solid company. Got It's not just a one-horse pony. They've got several different models of this wave, all the way up to a few thousand dollars for the professional model, and they've got a... Uh, a, a, a negative ion generator that's maybe the best in the world, and uh, some other pretty interesting things and stuff in the works. So they're not a one-trick pony. I think that's real important. Sure, seem to be a solid company from my experience in the last what seven, eight months, whatever it's been. Uh huh.
3: And it's affordable. Uh, you know, so yeah, many- yeah, it is. Uh, devices are are you know thousands of dollars, and uh, well, this this is uh
0: Pretty much affordable for the average everyday it, household. I'm, you know? Considering in the in the range of frequency machines that actually affect that are fairly easy to use, if not really easy to use, this is just a real exceptional value, folks. And uh, so, anyway, make your own decision. It uh, has got a lot of people that have had fantastic results. And uh, John and Kathy will see you. Excuse me, i got a hiccup. And Paul over on our uh, regular home tomorrow morning. And uh, thank you for spending the time with us, okay?
1: If I could jump in for a a minute.
3: Great week, everybody.
0: Sure, go ahead, Paul.
1: Uh, yeah, for more information on how to support the program, you can go to ExposeTheMatrix.com. There's a Give, Send, Go link, um, Radio Ranch support right at the top of the page. If you don't like or don't want to use uh, Give, Send, Go, just send Raj an email at uh, mm-hmm. Radio Ranch at mail, not Gmail, mail com. He'll forward that right on to me, and I'll reach out to you and get you any information that you need. We've got uh, PayPal account, gives and go, Cash App. Uh, uh, if you want my address to mail me something, I'm happy to give it to
0: you. Just, we're, uh, we're easy to we're not difficult to find. Okay,
1: and
3: okay. Uh, remember, um, if you want to get a hold of Roger for uh, to to order for yourself. Or to learn more about it, uh, a, go to Town Crier at uh, what is it? Town Criers
0: USA C-R-R- dot com. Yeah, USA dot com. Yeah. Okay. All right, kids. We'll thank, we'll you. thank you. There. And thank you, uh, Roger. We'll, hey, thank we'll you. see you tomorrow. Okay. All right, I want to launch off when well, we got a little time left here on this other important issue that's happening, which is in the financial scene. Uh, also, I want to talk to you guys, uh, as I always like to do. Uh, and if you want to call in, you got questions on any of the stuff we do, we'd certainly love to hear from you see if we can answer them for you. Uh, I'll give out the RBN number here. Most of you probably know it by heart by now, but it, in the case you don't, 248 52 i'll repeat it 512 248 love to speak with you uh it started breaking uh middle of this week i guess i didn't hear about it till later in the week i don't pay as much attention to the financial stuff as i used to as i'm kind of focusing on what we do um and uh, But I heard about the incident that happened Thursday or Friday. I'm not sure when. They knew about it ahead of time. It's pretty proven now. Of uh, the Silicon Valley Bank in Silicon Valley, where up to 50% or more of the new high-tech startups have their accounts and their funds deposited in comes to uh well i should say where i've got some of this information that i want to talk about and tie it into irs here at the end um is from a uh, emergency broadcast that Mike Adams put out. They did it last night. His uh, guest is a gentleman named Perez. I was not familiar with him, but he's obviously on the ball and on top of a lot of not only inner domestic financial situations, but geopolitical and geopolitical financial situations. He goes into a few things on that interview I couldn't replicate here, but Uh, my impression was this guy's on top of it, okay? Worth listening to because you get a lot of nuances of what's going on and what it looks like we may be facing it in the front end of, okay? The Silicon Valley Bank, it turns out, most of the investors were all these big institutions, BlackRock, Vanguard all these other people have been their main investors not individual depositors or individual stockholders and so uh, and on top of that the guy that was the CEO of Silicon Valley uh, Bank is also on was he just got released he was on the Federal Reserve Board of the San Francisco Federal Reserve Bank also mm-hmm. and tied in some to some other crypto exchanges and stuff also he sold i believe three and a half million shares in the silicon valley bank about 10 days ago okay so evidently what triggered this and what happened was one of the big tech companies out there closed their account and withdrew all of their cash i don't know when but sometime this past week Now, the problem with that is that banks have things called reserve requirements, and it's the amount of cash – or liquidity, if you will, that they've got to keep on hand in a ratio with how many loans they've got out, you know, 10%. If you've got a a, a million dollars out there in loans, they want you to have $100,000 in some type of liquidity there in case there's a run on the banks. And that liquidity line, they can raise and lower, and that's one of the ways and another adjustment that they use to control the circulating medium in the monetary. System, okay. So all these little levers and buttons and 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 things they can do here. So here's the problem, it turns out. Not only Silicon Valley Bank, but a offer was made to evidently all the American domestic banks. On must have been some sort of a special deal on treasury bonds because Silicon Valley Bank loaded up on treasury bonds that it have been the, the yields have been very low for a while, I think one and a half percent. And obviously, they offered them some kind of a deal. And other banks too. And what, what, are, why are they offering treasury bonds to that amount at some kind of a deal? And the reason is this goes back to what we do and how you can relieve yourself from this slavery. Cause in this slavery condition of voluntary servitude, until you opt out of it, being an object of their property rights, they're collateralizing your future income. And that's what's tied to the bond market. Now, the bond market is a debt market. The stock market is an equity market. It's represented by huge buildings and all kinds of manufacturing plants and big trains carrying carloads of, of your product all over the world. And all of that is the stock market. But the bond market, which yeah. is five to ten times larger, is a debt market. What represents the debt market that's five to ten times bigger than the stock market? Your future income. Okay? And so what's been happening for a number of years now, as the, the worm has turned on the dollar and people all over the world start hating these bastards because they understand what they're doing and how they're going and raping countries and doing all this crap they do, have been dumping Treasury bonds. Russia has been dumping usually central banks all over the world. And the, when the, uh, the deal with the Saudis was cooking from the early 70s, what uh, Kissinger went over there and set up, the, all, everybody that bought oil in the world had to use the dollar from Saudi Arabia. It was the exclusive currency for them to market their oil. So all these countries around the world not only had to have dollars, but they also sopped up all these treasury bonds and had it in their central bank, okay? And so over the years, as we've been alienating the Saudis and the BRICS countries have become more powerful and more, oh, incorporated, and together there's 140 or something of them now, and that amount of countries working together against the dollar as a reserve currency is all these countries have been dumping their treasury bonds it's been going on for a long time okay well as those bonds are dumped onto the market and nobody else is there to buy them if the federal reserve doesn't buy them the market the bond market goes south you know i remember years ago here in james carville Remember him? He was Clinton's political advisor from New Orleans. And uh, he was on a TV program somewhere, and I was watching him. He goes, when I die, you know, he talks funny like New Orleans people do. When I die, I want to come back as the bond market. That was James Carville. Okay, this bond market's really important, okay, because it's the debt market that runs the whole shooting match that's based on you being an object of their property rights and them collateralizing your income so the IRS can come get it and go pay those bondholders their coupon payments. Okay, so countries have been dumping their bonds for year, 15, 20 years, okay, uh, and so as a buyer of last resort, either the bond market goes south or the Federal Reserve buys up their own debt. And I had read, I don't know, a year or two ago, that 48%, I believe, uh, of the amount of U.S. bonds in the world was owned by the Federal Reserve. This is why when they were talking about you're going to have a central bank digital currency account, your account's not going to be with the bank. It's going to be with the Federal Reserve. Why? Because they own the paper on you. Okay? They're holding it. These bonds. All right. And so obviously, they were getting so many of them built up that they set up a program to force them onto the banks just to get rid of them. They've been putting them in your pension account for years, folks. They put bonds that you're responsible for in your pension account and take the money. Okay, well, what happened here with this silicone bank is somebody withdraws a bunch of cash, and now they're stuck with all these bonds on their balance sheet. And because interest rates have had to rise, the bonds are virtually worthless. Okay, now that's bad enough in itself, and that's what's caused the calamity out there. But the overriding awareness is all the other banks are in the same position. so there's no telling what we're going to see starting tomorrow, okay? There's already banks around the world where there's runs on the banks in the Middle East and a couple of other places this guy Perez was mentioning. And we just flat don't know what's in front of us, okay? Okay we just don't know we'll have a better idea probably after monday or tuesday and how much damage control these guys can do on this all right but this is real serious territory and of course this audience is schooled up and aware i'm sure some of years have been getting ready for this event that it looks like we're on the doorstep of okay but now this is the question is this the reason that the federal reserve is us agents all the bonds pay the bond, they've got to pay the holders first, or else again, the market's going south, so they've got to pay the legitimate. You think they want to be in all this debt and not getting anything payment on it, so that very well the reason agents is because of this bond buildup from all the com- countries dumping their bonds and these guys getting drowned in their own debt. So any speculation on my part, but I understand the systems and how they work so well now. When you see something like that, and the thing that triggered me was they were holding an inordinate amount of bonds that the federal Forced on them or offered to them at some special deal, and that's what tripped the trigger on this bank in Silicon Valley. Is there somebody on the line with us?
1: Yeah, uh, Rods. Yeah, you're, you're uh, breaking you're breaking up again. Um, I also have everybody else in Jitsi in tow with me. Mers in the room, and uh, oh, geez, we've got eleven people that are that are listening to you. If anybody wants to say hi and jitsi go ahead and speak up. Hey,
3: Roger. Hey, Roger.
0: I want make sure we don't have any callers hanging on the RBN line. Sam, did a couple calls come in?
3: Hey, Roger.
0: Hey. Okay. first
3: one. You're breaking out bad.
0: Well, I can't help it, Murr. I'm doing the best I can, okay? maybe on your
4: Sam, is my audio okay? Okay. Sounds like it's coming through chitsy. Well,
0: well, okay. Well, let's do the best we can, and uh, maybe the you guys ought to disconnect Paul and listen. Just listen on the air or something, if that'll help. I don't know. Anyway. All right, we got back. We got back on. The packets are moving good. Who Who's the first caller on the line? There, uh, uh, Sam, please. There's Melissa in Maryland. She's called in before. Hi, Melissa.
3: Okay. Hi there. I I'm listening. not that these are welcome comments, but when you were just asking about your audio, I did make a few comments because I noticed that you were teetering back and forth. You were going from audio, audible uh, to inaudible, audible right. to inaudible.
0: Well, anyway. we're doing the we're pedaling as hard as we can, dear. What's your question?
3: Well, okay, I apologize if you've already gone through this, and if you'd rather not discuss it again, just tell me that. But I am looking for a good source um I have actually two questions for you. I'm looking for a good source of whether or not we should be concerned about central bank digital currency.
0: Well, I can give you a good source that came out last week. The head of the Bank of International Settlements made a public statement that fiat's already beaten central bank digital currencies. So take it from him, okay?
3: Mm. Yeah, I e- even if the Federal Reserve notice is beyond worthless, it's actual debt. I still prefer um, paper. I still prefer paper to digital well, it, currency. But it, anyway, it,
5: yes.
0: Yes, it's superior because we still got privacy. You get into central bank digital currency, you ain't going to have none of that.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay, let me um, move on to question uh, number two. I'm trying to keep my my tab, and, and incidentally, I do have a higher expectation of credit unions than banks. So, if something like that gets implemented, I do expect the credit unions to be dragging their feet far more than the banks are, because I just have higher expectations of credit unions. But anyway, um, issue number two is, I think that you can relate to this, but I don't know that you have too much of an answer to it. Um, Are you over 50?
0: I'm 74 years old.
3: Okay, well, so you will remember this. You remember the days, I think, that you've been through three cash registers in your lifetime, that you remember the kind where the buttons stuck, and then we went to the kind where the buttons didn't stick, and now we're to the point that cash registers don't even have buttons anymore. And like that did the... the, the the kind where the buttons didn't stick, I, uh, the kind where the buttons stick, I think that those were like prior to 19, I'm just going to say prior to 1970, where the buttons didn't stick. They were the big, clunky, noisy cash registers. But anyway, um, what kind of impact do you think that has had on our society that the cash registers have changed?
0: I, aside I have no from,
3: aside I, from the wait in line.
0: I have no idea, and I I, I just don't know. Okay. So okay, I do well, know, I'm... however, Melissa, that we got a commercial here that Sam seems to want to play for some reason. And so we're going to do that. And uh, I don't know about your cash register question, but thanks for asking. And uh, we got some spots to play. See you in a minute.
6: Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now, but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel with all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then Common Core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines
0: Tune in Saturday mornings, 8 to 10 Central, to the Alternative Media with your host, Farron. If you've not been listening, this is some of what you've been missing. 2,000 mules,
4: like you like you like to say occasionally, Farron, in your face. They, they, they might have a,
7: a set of lactating mammaries available that could provide milk for their adopted children.
0: Listen, news media all pulling off this gigantic... Fraud. Rhino, neocon, Cops.
8: There's this wonderful thing that's called boat with defeat, moved to California.
0: I am a conspiracy factualist and everyone else is a reality theorist.
1: Hundreds, if not thousands, of ships came out of nowhere. Give me
0: liberty or let's give you death. Any excuse... To go and, and kill yourself for this, this this fraud of a government. This goes back a hundred years. When they come for your gold, give them a lead. And when they come for your guns, give them the bullets first. And God help us all. All right. Let's see if we can get Sam to pop that thing down, get back into it. I think there's some other calls backed up there, Sam. And I also want to say I heard some talk this week about uh, Texit. Uh... Texas and they're trying to get some legislation through where they'll get a, te- a referendum on the ballot this fall you guys may just uh, vote to want to say a to the union so uh, there's all kinds of interesting things developing and bubbling under out there who's our next caller Sam yeah? hello yeah hey Larry Hey, it's me again. You again. I was just going to say, didn't I talk to you last week? Yes, sir. (laughs) I had a few Um, comments on our conversation last week over on my show, by the way, and people liked it. So what you got?
4: Yeah, I'd like to uh, just pick up where we left off on the passport. I had a few more questions. Okay. And uh, anyway, um, on on page...
0: See the passport's very pivotal. I want to tell you why the you know why the passport is so pivotal here. Why is that? Because they Well, got I know to you've mentioned you,
4: it's the highest that, form of,
0: oh, well, no, form of oh,
4: identification.
0: Well, well, yeah, no, I'm talking about the application. Because they've got to tell you the truth to keep their scheme constitutional. That's the reason the secretary of state has all this power is because since the inception of the country, you know, every state that was considered a country back at the beginning didn't want to be able to issue passports and have an ambassador to England and France and Germany and all this or have their own navy. So they took some of those common uh, duties and they assigned them to the federal government. So the secretary of state has always been responsible for issuing passports, even when they just used to be letters before they were these little passport books and stuff. So therefore, he's got if he's going to issue you a passport, Larry, doesn't he have to know your legal personality? Yes. To represent you totally and accurately to foreign countries? so see that's why they vested this scheme in the secretary of state in the new new feudal federal feudal system, he's the lord of the manor that has everything to do with status and citizenship. There, There's other lords of the federal manor that have their little responsibilities. There were different lords of the manor. If you can go to Black's Law Dictionary and look under a term SANGUIS, S-A-N-G-U-I-S, and the sangui was the lord of the manor that was in charge of all punishment that required bloodletting. So, there were different lords of the manor, and in our instance here, he's the lord over citizenship and status, so he's the guy you got to go volunteer out with. And the reason he's got that duty and responsibility is because he issues passports. And in that application, because of a, of a piece of legislation after Watergate called the Paperwork Reduction Act, where any agency that puts out any, and this is bureaucratic language language here, they call them information-gathering requests. So any agency that puts out any information-gathering requests where they're asking questions to the public at large has to have a number issued to that. Form to make sure it passes constitutional muster, and that's called an Office of Management and Budget or an OMB number. Okay, and they've got to tell the truth in there. That's why it's so important. That's why it's so important.
4: So, are you is the point you're making that there's no trickery? In your opinion, there's no trickery. Oh no, there's plenty of
0: trickery in there. I can show you one. The primary one is the warning. The warning box, warning, you can attach documentation, including affidavits. Well, they put that up in the front or bury it in the instructions somewhere. Where does it apply? It applies in the oath. I swear under penalty of perjury, I'm a citizen of the United States or a non-citizen national. And then it's interesting in the oath, see, they go to repeat that in the old one. They've changed it a little bit, but I think it's still in there twice. I swear under penalty of perjury, I'm a citizen of the United States or a non-citizen national and have not since acquiring United States citizenship or U.S. nationality violated – now, here's the funny part – violated any acts or conditions listed on page so-and-so of the instructions. And then there's a parentheses that says unless explanatory statement is attached. Now, that applies to if you've been caught down here in Ecuador smuggling cocaine or over there in Bangkok, boinking little boys and little girls underage or whatever. They want you to apply an explanatory statement, and they state that in the oath, where in the sentence that precedes that twice, they refer to these two matters of citizenship status, and they don't tell you to attach nothing except in the instructions in the warning box. It's got to be there. And the proof of what we're dealing with is the fact that that warning box is in a DS-11 and a DS-82 renewal. Why do they have to have the warning box in both the original application and the renewal application? Because it's the feudal system and you can volunteer out at any time.
4: All right. Um, th- let me ask you a question or two about the application.
0: Okay.
8: So,
4: on number, th- on number thirteen, it's asking for one's occupation, and if you look that up in in
0: Black's uh, Law, no, it's no trickery. To, Just tell them, tell them what you no do There's No trickery for a there. You tell them what you do okay. for a living, please. Okay. Okay. Don't read. the employer don't don't read too much into this. They're asking you straight questions on that application. And Sam is telling us that he insists on having a commercial break so he can get a paycheck. We're going to let him do that. And I'm going to continue with Larry here in Two Shakes of a Lamb's tail. See you in a minute.
4: You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting
7: Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org.
2: Have you been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market.
5: That's naturalearthmedicine.com.
0: All righty, let's get back here. Business with Mr. Larry from Jacksonville. Uh, Larry, I don't, I don't know of any trick questions in the application. Uh, there's one that we discussed it last week a bit, where they ask uh, if your parents are citizens of the United States. That's a legitimate question, obviously. But right, you said the be truthful. Well, you uh, you want to be truthful on anything you do on a passport application, buddy. Okay, Matt, just straight from the hip advice. All right, don't lie to these people. All right, you got no right. reason to lie to them. Okay, it's the it's them that can't handle the truth. Okay. So, uh, right. but that question—the your parents—it could, if you're looking at a funnel of funneling you down into this servitude thing, it it, it is a it, it strengthens their presumption. If your parents were both citizens of the United States, that you were born into the same condition, it strengthens right. the presumption. Okay, if. truth is what they're scared of right
4: um here's here's another question under permanent address uh that's question number 19 Uh, a lot of teachers including copper moonshine say to put in rural free delivery what what's your opinion on that
0: put your address down Uh, You know, there's so much of this patriot mythology reaching out because they don't understand you're in the feudal system. They don't understand the system they're fighting. So they're trying to reach out here into all these obscure areas and and do all that stuff. Now, the reason people used to think that is because there was a group out of California used to be one of them was a pretty famous actor. He was in the um, uh, Clint Eastwood, Every Which Way But Loose. Uh, with the orangutans yeah. and stuff. It was that guy, okay? And yeah. they came and made a trip to Georgia. I went to their seminar, all right? They wouldn't fly on a plane because they were just starting to do all the TSA stuff. They went all the way across the country on a train to go give that seminar. And their big deal was they're taking jurisdiction because you've got a mailbox on your property and because the inside of a mailbox is federal property when you go and buy and put a mailbox up on your property it gives them federal jurisdiction to your land and you now how ridiculous is that
4: right you told me last week or you you said on one of the shows that the only part of that the federal government has jurisdiction over is the inside of the mailbox
0: that's that's correct
4: right okay and then one more um and this should wrap it up on the passport on the on page one uh, at the top right. There's this big white box, and this this area, this whole area is is an area where the applicant needs to fill in information. And so you got this big white box to the right of where it says there's a bunch. There's five check boxes. U.S. passport book. Okay, US that's if passport.
0: you're a renewal. That's if you're going into a renewal. You must be looking at an eighty-two.
4: No, I'm, I'm looking at a DS11, and it, it says at the top of page one. It'll say it has five check boxes, U.S. passport book, U.S. passbook card, both. Okay, that's not the section that I want to focus on. To the right of that is this big white, like white area, because the, all the, that that whole section is like is like has a gold background, and then this one box is like huge in the upper right. Like, you're supposed to write something in there, or maybe the, the clerk does. The right. agent, it must, the, be the, uh, it must be the case. clerk.
0: To my knowledge, the only thing you're supposed to write on is the actual last page application.
4: Right. Well, it, this, like I said, this section here, you it has, like, right underneath where you check off if you're getting a passport book, passport card, you, you fill in your name, you fill in your, your uh, address, date of birth, well, anyway, underneath that white, big white box with the gold background, there's these these other little check boxes that say D is 1, O is 1, S is 1, R, F, R is that's another gotta,
0: that's, 1. That's got to that's be for their internal processing. Okay. Larry or anything like that on it? What's that? Does it not say, "Do not write in this area or official area no, no, only but, or
4: yeah no, that's the whole point. This whole section is is where you write in a bunch of information, and so then underneath those to my kn- lines, Larry
0: to, to my knowledge, I've never seen' them require any information but the application in the last page, okay. So I don't know. Nobody's ever brought that to me before. If you got questions, whether you ought to write in it or not, either call the State Department or go by the post office and ask them, whoever the authorized yeah, agent is. In the
4: in- yeah, there's oh. nothing in the instructions that addresses these, like what D is, I, what O is.
0: I, I don't think you're supposed to write in it. I think that's official stuff myself. Okay. In fact, all you got to do is you don't take the instructions in. All you do is take the application in. To my knowledge, you don't have to take the instructions in with you. So I, well, I really I just, don't understand what you're talking about. I've just never right, seen well, it. You know, on this passport
4: application, the instructions and the where you you know where you fill in all your inf- information, it's all like one big booklet. Like it folds out into three, and then all sides are have you know information on it. So there's like six six pages, three double pages. And it's all like it folds out into three sections. I got this from the post office.
0: Okay. And
4: no. uh, yeah, like I said, that section there is is embedded within the section that you have to put your name in, date of birth, right, well, address, well, the security number.
0: You they that would be on the application, not on a separate part of the form. And to my understanding. I mean, you might, you may need to go. The, they've been changing these forms and stuff. Blinken has. So you may have to go by the post office and ask for their direction. I just haven't seen a, a, what you've described to me. I would think it'd be official stuff, not anything you'd write in. Okay.
4: Right. And even under those four check boxes, it says END period, and it has the number sign.
0: Now now the, the those are obviously, right that's obviously internal nomenclature to me, Larry. Okay. you can't expect somebody off the off the street to know what E and O and S and the check boxes are if there's no instructions.
4: Exactly, that's what I was thinking. But it's but because it's embedded within the the part on the plas, on the passport that you fill in, it's almost like it's asking you to fill in something like to check one of those boxes. Well,
0: take it take it to the post office, fill out what you know you're supposed to, and ask them if you're supposed to write in there. It'd be the best advice I can give you.
4: Right, and so the bottom line is just fill it all out truthfully. You don't think there's any trickery in all these questions, not to the, my knowledge. Except for the warning box, except for the warning box, and what the, the affidavit is is where it all happens. Well,
0: you know, Larry, they've changed the the uh, penalty of perjury since I started teaching this. Under it now, you've got four check boxes, and the last one says, "I've read and understand the warning box on page so and so of the instructions." They put that in there after I started teaching this. It didn't used to be there, and they put that in there expressly to cover their slave and asses. Okay, right? Because they curious, got so caught. You, put- you got caught slaving, you sorry bastards. You got caught red-handed, didn't you? You can't do a damn thing about it, can you?
4: I'm just uh, curious, you said you you recently renewed renewed your passport or got a new
0: passport? Yeah, no, I I had to renew mine. It expired about a year and a half ago, and I'd been procrastinating on it, but I had to renew it to get something done here and just did that. So I just went through the 82 process here recently.
4: Are you ever thinking about um, coming back to the United States? I know you live in
0: Salvador. No, not not at the... I'll have to come back probably when I have some deaths in the family, but... I I I can't see moving back, no.
4: Oh, okay. I was just curious why you moved to Argentina. I know that. uh, Well, I I moved to Argentina
0: because a little voice came to me and said, you need to get out back in 2007 when Obama was running. And you better be glad it did, okay? Because when it came to me the second time and I made the decision to leave the country and move to uh, Argentina, I had to get a passport for the first time. And when I went and got the forms like you got in your hand from the post office and sat down to read it, the answer I'd been looking for for 15 years it was at the top of the first page that's where the warning box used to be the lights went off. and went and well when i saw the word affidavit i knew i had them because at the top it said secretary of state of the united states of america and i already knew from previous experience years before that he had all final authority over all matters concerning citizenship and when i saw that passport application the warning box i knew enough it was the feudal system and all that we'd used affidavits back against the irs and when i saw the word affidavit larry I I knew I had them, right. So everybody better be damn glad I left the country, okay? Because it's going to maybe give you your freedom.
4: Well, I well, I appreciate everything that you uh, teach. That's for sure.
0: <laughs> so well, it's a, it's not just me. You know what what you're the benef- the beneficiary of is more than a hundred years of sacrifice in three men's lives, and I bring it to you for free, okay? Right. All I ask I you to me is to learn and get command of the information and spread the message.
4: One one more quick question off the subject. I think that should wrap up the pass uh passport for me. Yeah. Uh, I know you had a guest on your show, um, of an American Samoan for the first time.
0: Well, and, he wasn't a yeah. guest, he's a participant. Salute to Tulli. It was great yeah. to have one of him on there. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So, so fa- is fantastic. There
0: reason that, uh, Is
4: it the reason that the American Samoans are not required to pay federal income tax or fill out a 1040 because they are considered both a non-U.S. citizen and a non-resident? The
0: the reason that they're not required to pay is because they're not included in the IRS jurisdictional statement at 26 CFR 1.1-1A. An income tax is required by all individuals who are citizens of the United States or residents and to the extent of 871b and 877b, all non-resident alien individuals. Taluli, being American Samoan, is a non-citizen national. He's not a citizen of the United States or a resident. He hasn't acquired residency living in Arizona, even all these years, and so he's not obligated, and they're not obligated to pay income tax. It's real simple. Why not?
4: So if if you said the nation is not incorporated, and that's the reason that you believe they did that was because it's the national the only, the it's the only
0: status it. It's, it has to be it's the only unincorporated territory in the entire federal system. Why else would they leave it like that
4: so would would the fact be that since they're unincorporated, that's also what allows them not to have to file a ten forty
0: well, I just because told what, you they're they're nationals. They're not citizens of the United States. They've got to naturalize to achieve that position, so it, they don't fit in with the requirements of the IRS jurisdictional statement. You know, the right. answer to the answer to all these years of where's the law? Show me the law. Well, I just I just told you where the law is: 26 CFR right. 1.1-1a. That's their jurisdictional right. statement.
4: So the other territories that that those. Those uh, those that are residents in those other territories, or those that live in those other well, territories, they
0: they're, are required. They're, well, yeah. Uh, they're, they're citizens of the United States or residents, I guess. I don't know. I've never delved into it, but I know why the American Samoans don't, aren't responsible for it.
4: I was just trying to see if there's a connection between them being un- I know what you just said about the non-resident and that well, fact so that the, they're not a youth- the,
0: they're not incorporated they don't have connection federal the federal uh, the jurisdiction doesn't encroach on them i mean they've okay. got a representative in congress but they can't vote they can like tulu tulu can come to the us and work but if they're in civil service they can only go so high they can join the military but they can never be officers they've got restrictions on them
4: well so the fed- is the federal jurisdiction connected with the incorporation or they're, yes.
0: They're, yeah. It has to be
4: right. So that's why that's why those that live in other territories, they're incorporated and therefore they are considered U.S. residents, U.S. citizens Probably. and residents. Is that correct? Probably,
0: yes. Depending on their individual okay. situation.
4: Okay. Got it.
0: Okay. All right, well, thank you. All right, Lair. All right. Thanks, man. Good to see you again. We've okay. Got a couple other callers, at least one, I think, okay. if they hadn't hung up. Who's there, Sam? Hello?
1: Yep. Hello? You hear me? Uh, Pat? Yeah. Hi, Pat. I wanted
9: I wanted hi. I wanted to tell you something about uh the uh Silicon Valley, which you might not have thought about uh, they are moving away from California uh they started in I think twenty twenty as many as a thousand a day yeah
0: mm-hmm. uh, you know, people been getting out of there the ones that got brain cells and the ability
9: and uh elon musk uh has has uh, purchased uh i think 5000 acres or something over right. near Austin and he yeah, wants to build his own community I, for his own workers so that they could I, put in longer and I I people. heard Harrison.
0: I heard Harrison talking about the other day he wants to be the mayor.
9: Harrison
0: Harrison that? the guy on InfoWars in the morning.
9: Oh well anyway the, uh another thing too is they're moving to Florida, of course, you know, Miami near Key West and Tel Aviv I've heard. But uh they uh, uh they don't have they, uh, Go ahead. I
0: wish they'd all moved to Tel Aviv. Go ahead. <laughs>
9: uh they don't have a personal income tax in Florida and Texas.
0: That's right. A couple uh, other states too. There's no, not just those two. There's a couple other ones. What do you think about this Texas exit, Texas thing that I heard talk about this week, Pat? I don't
9: know. I don't know. I mean, you know, uh, it's been talked about and talked about. But you know what? If, if we got to build a law, why not?
0: Right. Well, I think the guy the guy that's been organizing it for many years, I saw him interviewed the other day, uh, feels like they might have a chance uh, with you people calling your legislators and trying to help uh, nudge them a little bit to get uh, some legislation through the Texas legislature this year that will put that on uh, the, the ballot in November where you guys can all vote on whether you want to leave or not. Boy, that'd be interesting, wouldn't it?
9: I don't know. We'd have to have a wall all the way around Texas to keep people out. Like, look how the that <laughs> You the might kids. have to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just wanted to throw that in there uh, because <laughs> uh, the first thing I thought about when uh, I heard about the Silicon Valley, uh, Silicon whatever bank was
0: right, <laughs> might be like right, the Oklahoma thanks. Stampede. Everybody trying to get to Texas.
9: Yeah, but, you know, you can't be sure you're going to like it in Texas. I mean, I'm telling you what, and I don't think uh, Austin is exactly uh, – I'm not running down the governor no, or anybody. We still we, we can't even be sure in Fort Worth that we not rid of Gar- uh, Heider Garcia, who's the one who put in the uh, uh, faulty voting system, the, the crooked voting, voting system.
0: The whole thing oh. just rotten to the core, Pat. Just rotten to the core. I know it. All right. I just wanted to tell you all that. Thank you. All right, sweetie. Well, thank you for calling in and uh, keep us surprised at the situation there from Cowtown, okay?
9: Okay, okay. All right, bye. All
0: right. All right. Ciao, ciao. Was there anybody else, Sam, or is Pat at the tail end, tail gunner? Ed. Well, good. Ed's with us. Hey, Ed. Hello. Hello, hey Roger. Can you hear me? Hear you loud and clear, brother? How are you doing? Excellent.
7: Not too bad. How are you? Good. Good. I got a uh,
0: time got change a, today. Time change today. Thank goodness. Go ahead. Yes,
7: sir. Yeah. Hey, uh, got a bluff letter.
0: Oh, did That's you? The, well, congratulations. The latest,
7: the latest version, yeah. And I, I spent about four hours working on it. I'm going to send her a big, you know, letter. Oh,
0: was, pack. This a, was this Mrs. Robinson the the, yes, the was, classic?
7: It's the most recent one that doesn't mention the 14th Amendment.
0: Oh, well, I haven't seen one that mentioned the 14th hardly yet. They just want to say they can't attach uh, paperwork to an existing passport, which shouldn't make any difference to our people. And then they go into a thing about American Samoa, and there's no other outlying possessions. We're not interested in outlying possessions. We are interested in the term outlying territories, however. And then they go and mention a bunch of other stuff. I suggest people write Mrs. Robinson back and thank her profusely for verifying and recognizing the receipt of your citizenship evidence. Yeah, because that's, okay. in essence, what she's doing, okay? okay. Yeah, I, I mean, you wouldn't have gotten that letter unless you got your affidavit, would you? That's correct, yeah. So they well, isn't she, veri- you know, she verifying yeah. receipt and possession of it? Yep. Well, thank yeah. you. Thank you for your freedom, Ms. Robinson, no matter how you couch it.
7: Basically, I was saying to my wife, I said, you know, I think what they're saying is they just can't jam this old citizen and what you just told them you are into your
0: old passport. Well, what it, what they're saying is that they've been caught slaving, and this is the best they've got as a defense is that cheesy, full of Swiss hole, Swiss cheese, full of holes letter. Right. Because that's right. what it is. What you got is an act of desperation, Ed.
7: Well, you know, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, like I said, I, I think what they're doing is they're just saying, "Hey, I can't jam one of these into one of these. You guys
0: can't be both uh, of
7: things on your old passport."
0: Mrs. Robinson. We're yep. not asking you to attach that to an existing passport. Should we apply for a new passport in our new status, then you can bet your little bottom dollar that that affidavit's going to be included in that mailing, and we'll do it properly as per your instructions because we want to follow everything to the letter from the State Department, don't we, Ed? Right. Okay, so we'll do it that way, and we'll do it the correct way, and you don't have to try and buffalo us with all this bureaucratic double shuffle b s to try and divert attention away from you and you, Mrs. Robinson, being an accessory to crimes against humanity and slavery mrs Robinson
7: <laughs> hey i got uh I got another quick thing here um about phraseology um when I wrote my letter to the State Attorney General, I put a couple sentences on there. Can I read those to you and have you comment sure. on them? Okay, Sure. Go put it I wrote, there. It is clear from the writings of the Founders that there was not to be a king among us, and that the power of the sovereign devolved to the people themselves in their individual capacity. Therefore, I deny any jurisdiction that is not compatible with the spirit of the Declaration of Independence, and the Constitution of the United States of America, as ratified he, in 1787.
0: He probably thought he had a gas pain when you read that.
7: <laughs> I might have. You know, you know, you, you know. You, you were explaining on air a couple times about how people kind of get you know churned up or whatever.
0: Anyway. Well, and, well, I can understand it. A lot of yeah. our people have spent many, many years in the trenches trying to fight this monster and learning and studying and sacrificing. Right. And now all of a sudden the spotlight's on you, and you want to show them what you've learned. You don't have to do that, though. All you have to do is tell them you want to be a national, not a citizen of the United States. And think of it this way. No, should I read you- Think of it this way, Ed, this important point. The more you put into a piece of correspondence, the more you give someone access to something to challenge you on. Right.
7: right. So, what, what do you think of my phraseology? Would you uh, rewrite this or just let it? No, that
0: sounded good. No, nah, it sounded oh, okay, good. Mate. Okay, all
7: right. And then, one last thing um, in the definition of the United States, The the last person I contacted, or I haven't done it yet, but is the IRS. I didn't do anything with them because I wanted to do my research fully.
0: Hell, they're the easiest to get out of this whole thing. Well, but see, when you start reading their code... Well, don't do that. You don't need to read past 1.1-1A. If you're not a subject to the jurisdictional statement, why do you want to read the rest of their code? It doesn't apply to you.
7: Okay, so you're saying I'm not a citizen or resident of the United States, but no, well, I'm
0: not saying that. You're the one that's got to say that.
7: Oh yeah, I said that clearly. But now 871B, I do have a trade or business, but you know I'm trying to find the proper definition of United States, and I found one the other day, and I'm like crap. It shows you know there's there's various definitions plastered throughout hmm. this thing.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, they that's their game, man. That's right. their game. Uh, the place to find a federal state of the United States is to go to that Certificate of Non-Citizen Nationality, Okay, on in the State Department website, and down underneath the body of the letter there, they've got some excerpts from the uh, INA, and one of them defines a federal state, and it lists Puerto Rico, Guam, Guano Islands. So they don't list them there, but they're part of it, and uh, uh, it's capital S.
7: Okay.
0: And it, above that, it says a national owes total allegiance to a small less state. Well, there's your state citizen. Below it is the federal citizen with a capital S. It's okay. right there in front of you. All
7: uh, right. You know. so we, well, Go the ahead. 871 stuff, I guess, is what I'm concerned about. There's
0: well, All right. There's two of those sections, 871 and 877B. Do you have right. any, like, Union Pacific Railroad stock or bonds, Ed? No, sir. Okay, well, it's on federally chartered corporations, all right? Because they, the federal government gave the corporation's life, so anything you get out of the life of that corporation, you owe federal taxes on. The other one is one that none of you guys should ever even worry about, is the expatriation. You're not expatriating, you're repatriating. Right. If you expatriate, there can be taxes, and a lot of people do that, of course, to avoid taxes. But that's where that one comes in. That's what those two are. Probably none of our people will ever owe either one of them, okay? So right. rest your weary-minded and stay out of the regulations they're there to confuse you and our whistler is there to alert everyone that we're in an end so the old radio ranch on the 12th of march is done see you at our place or next week here ciao
5: are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs
1: Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN.
8: You can't handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit republicbroadcasting.org today because you can
4: handle the truth.